<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. All right, welcome to another episode of the Fan Asia, powered by Podmetrics.co. Use the referral code uh, the fan and monetize your podcast anywhere in the world. And uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's uh, at the Fan Asia. My name is Tony Tony. Tonight we've got uh, Gino Rofino, Chris Newsom, and Javier Delgado. They're the usuals. They're regulars. Yo. Um, <laughs> See, Chris got a new light. He got a new. Uh... Is, that, is that a new ring light? Uh, it's just a vibe light. <laughs> I think that's for something else. For... I think it's for another podcast. <laughs> it's we call it the love light. The UV so, <laughs> love light. You know, yeah. it, it says love. So anytime that it's on, oh, you know, okay. it's oh, it's okay. for uh, you know, I, I for, for loving else. purposes. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whether it's inspiration, whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> Great. We'll let the imagination work on that one. <laughs> I'm glad you turned on the love light for this podcast. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. July. It's July. Right. It's my birth month. So, uh, when's your birthday? 25. July 25. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, well, we'll do a special episode for you. We'll invite. We'll we'll invite some guests. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have finally the Bucks. And, uh, oh, well, the Suns, who would have thought, right? I mean, uh, I think Gino picked Atlanta, but he, his heart, his heart was, heart was Atlanta, but in his mind, he said the Bucks, right? Also yeah. with uh, Javier, you picked the Hawks as well, right? I picked the Hawks. Yeah. And I didn't know the referee's foot would change the whole outcome of the series. <laughs> a referee's foot. Ah, man, that's a bad way to go but down. Do do you think if Trey played that the the, the Hawks would have still fi- would, would have finished them off? I think it would at least gone to game seven, at least minimum. Yeah. yeah. If Trey was 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 hundred percent, definitely. There, there there's something yeah. about him. They that when he's health when he was healthy, holy cow! No matter how how good the Bucks are, they're chipping away. They were chipping away every lead. I mean, there was no lead. Too, too too Maybe. big, too big for for the Hawks. I mean, Lou Williams tried his best, but imagine if Trey was there. Yeah. You know, because because yeah, yeah. Chris Chris and I were talking about this a while ago. That I mean, the Bucks looked really really good without Giannis. Yeah, and yeah. I honestly think if even if Trey was playing, yeah. and the Bucks and Giannis went down, I think the Bucks were had enough. To, to beat the Hawks. They looked that good to me. I was really impressed in how how the ball movement was was so good and and yeah. Middleton drew. I mean they, they really were were impressive without without Giannis. Almost they had a, the two better. games they won, they had a really good free throw percentage. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a, you know what I think it but is. This isn't like, the first time they like played without Giannis too. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Uh, I think it's the overall flow of the of the game without Giannis. And and it just works when, you know, Drew and Chris are hitting their buckets. I mean, they were. Yeah. It's consistent. 
it was they were so consistent that you know if you're if you're Bobby Portis, if you were yeah, if you were a, a Hawks fan, you'd be like, what the hell happened to this team? Who the hell is this team? They're getting all their shots. I mean, yeah, but also I think the Hawks just got tired. Yeah, I mean, they just Actually, kind yeah. of ran out of bullets, right? Yeah, but but that's why Trey is so valuable because he's, you know, I mean, he's like an energizer. He you feed off of him. He's like a conductor of. He's like, almost like their Steph Curry, man. Like yeah. you take Steph out of the Warriors, right? And it's just let's say Clay and Draymond. It's a different yeah. team. Yeah. Um. All right. So what are our? He has that lasting effect on the O. So what are what are we seeing for uh, the finals? Is this going to be seven games or? Man, that's a good question. You know, Giannis. It all depends on if Giannis comes back. I don't think he's going to come back on the first game. You think? You think he'll be? You don't think by 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 Tuesday? No. No. Hyperextended knee. Man. Uh. Uh. Not with how that looked. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't even watch it. I could not watch it. When I when I saw the first replay, I was like, and then they they showed it. I was like, oh no. Uh. Uh. Uh oh, yeah. oh man! Because we the one that grossed me out was the one of uh, Yusuf Nurkic like two years ago. Oh. That was really bad. That was bad too. That one that was really bad. Also, PG. Like, I, I got goosebumps watching it. Yeah, I don't know. PG, PG was really PG bad. PG and Sean Livingston. Sean oh, Livingston was really oh. bad. Tatum's was pretty. Yeah, Tatum's was, was bad PG's, too. PG's his bone came out right. Yeah. 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 Oladipo also was pretty bad. You know, I was watching that game. Yeah, oh. there, was, there was a lot of there's a lot of Oladipo's bad ones. Was pretty bad. Um, there was a lot of bad ones. You know, so but. You know, but uh, but I think though, like the Bucks, I think this could play could play a, a to to their benefit because we might see two different Bucks teams in the finals. You know, two one without Giannis, yeah, and they look pretty good without Giannis, and then when he comes back, then then and he's and he's healthy, then that could be an you know you, they could switch gears a little bit, throw throw the Suns off. I don't know, but I, I I think if we see two different types of Bucks teams in the finals, it could it could be super beneficial to, for them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like right on with what you were saying, you know, seeing two lineups that are both a big problem. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's hard to stop one, and then you switch up the whole game plan and go to a whole another lineup. Granted, that's if Giannis is capable of playing yeah. that same way that he. Uh, was before the injury happened. Um, you know, I definitely see him more as a facilitator or uh, definitely off ball when he comes back, especially the first game or two, if he does come back. Um, but even still, you know, you can't really help that much because that's an automatic two points uh, if he's in that dunker spot. So um, it's going to be crazy, but I think defense is what's going to get it done. And I think the Bucks have the better defense. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, Chris, what are you saying? Bucks in what? I'm saying Bucks in seven. Hmm. I think I'll go to seven because um, the Suns are good at adjusting. But I, I think Bucks in seven. Chris, you know, if I change my pick from a while ago, I'll get it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. No, no, no. But, but I, I think so. Again, my brain kind of tells me that the Bucks could get this done, but there's <laughs> something. Tells you but but line. but there's something about what what the Suns have gone through, and 
beating the defending champs without Anthony Davis, a hobbling, uh, not hobbling, but a less than 100% LeBron James, beating the Denver Nuggets with no Jamal uh, without, Murray. without Jamal Murray, beating the LA Clippers without Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka. It's almost as if the universe wants the Suns to win the championship. It's, you know, the, the universe is saying, you know, Chris, you, you've been playing for what, 17 years, 16 years, 17 years. It's you haven't time. even gone to the finals. It is your time. Well, not not all. all the greats, but a lot of the greats have one and you belong in that. You belong in that category. You belong in the category of Isaiah Thomas. Maybe not quite Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, but in the Isaiah Thomas conversation. In the uh, who else? Wouldn't he be more like the Jason Kidd? In the Jason Kidd uh, conversation, right? He he deserves to at least be there, and I think, I think it's it's I do think it's his time. I really really do. So I'm like going Suns and Suns and six. He's, he's on the level of John Stockton, that never got a ring, but I think he's past John Stockton. I think like with with Jason Kidd, right? Jason Kidd. You can still argue was was is still a better player. You can still argue that. Yeah. But when he when Kid won the championship, he was more of a role player. He yeah. wasn't yeah. the star he wasn't on the team. The main uh, point guard. Yeah. So in this case, you, you can argue Book is probably the best player. CP3 the most important player. Mm-hmm. A little bit different. Sure. Yeah, best player and, and you have to give value to the, the Suns. They they won the they won, you know, um they won one crucial game against the Clippers without CP3. Yeah, when he was, yeah. He was I, I remember. I remember yeah, listening yeah. to this podcast, and they were saying, "You may not be the best player, but you're the most valuable player on, on the team, which will get yeah. you to, you know, that chip." You know, what I mean, uh, we've seen the best players not win. You know, what I mean, but because you have the most valuable player playing with the best player, Pippin, Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it it makes a huge difference. So, um, I didn't get your answer, Gino. <laughs> Suns and six. Suns and six. Suns and six. In six. Okay. All right. Javier. Man, I've I've been watching actually more of the Suns series because as much as I like the Bucks defense, they they allow me to sleep on O. So I kind of like lose interest. I, then I get excited when it was the Hawks turn to run the O because they, they have a more dynamic flow. But I guess maybe it's like almost that San Antonio Spurs plotting style where they just, you know, they're just very fundamental. And then they hit you where it counts. But I don't know. There's something about this Suns team also. I mean, they're definitely better than the Hawks. The Hawks are kind of like the Miami Heat of last year, the Cinderella. You know, they just didn't make it to the finals. I don't know. The Suns team has faced probably a more varied uh, trip to the finals. They they went through the best defensive team in LA. They went through the MVP and Joker, and then they went against two. Well, Kawhi. This was a Clippers team that was always going to be, you know, one of the best teams in the West. And I just think, based on who they played. And how they finished those series, they didn't even like waste time. And it, it's for me, it's just the whole CP3 factor. It just makes them so deadly that um, 
at 36 years old, man, he's he's been impressed. Like the last game, like he just he just wanted it so bad, and you could tell it. And and I think that's what's scary. He, he, it's a Chris Paul that really wants to win, and I think that might make a big difference against the Bucks. Like it'll be hard to to shut him down. Like hey, Suns in what? He's just too smart. Six. I say Suns in six. <laughs> I say Suns in six. All right, I say Bucks in seven. Please, it's easy. Okay, hey. So we're 50 50 on it. That's good. That's good. 50 <laughs> 50. You guys are already. It's, my bias. it's also my bias with Western Conference teams. You're, you're already almost around beers, Chris and I, because we, we, won, the, we won the Bucks in Lana. Uh, we, you know, the only time I bet against Western Conference teams was the MJ period. Those, those six wow. finals, he was in the finals. I was like, uh, he, he's just, but like every, most series, I'm like, yo, the Lakers got this, the Spurs got this, the Warriors got this. It's just been that, the dominance, you know, except for the Heatles time. All right, who's MVP the, against OKC? Who's MVP? Fi- finals MVP. Yeah, finals MVP. Uh, uh, obviously, Chris, you, it's uh it's gonna be a Bucks for you, and then for Javier. Chris versus Chris, right? Chris Middleton yeah. versus Chris. Paul. Yeah. That's that's my MVP, Middleton. Middleton. I think he's been underrated all year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Middleton. Oh, his whole career, not just all year, his whole, yeah, his whole career. Yeah, facts. And I think, um, you know, he might get that Andre Iguodala treatment. He might. Yeah, he might. I could see that. I could totally see that. In the finals. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Gino? I think, because I picked the Suns in six, yeah. I think Booker or Aiton have to play out of their minds. Like, absolutely insane for Chris Paul not to get the MVP. Yeah. Like, yeah. because if Chris Paul is average, just average in the finals, he's still going to get the votes to win the MVP. We're good. I, I think he's going to be the MVP. I, I really do. I mean, it's, it's, there's just the, the, the narrative of him winning his first chip is just so great yeah. that, you know, you know, you know. If if Bob Costas was still doing the opening of of the NBA Finals games, you know that's what he's gonna say. You know, he's 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 gonna say something along those lines about uh, you know Chris Paul finally in the big dance, blah 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 blah. That's how it would start. And in uh, in the other side, two time MVP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's that's that, that's the narrative, right? Yeah. So I think. Chris Paul is pretty much going to not walk away with the MVP, but he's going to get it even if he just has an average finals, which I don't think is going to happen. I think he's going to have an insane finals. Hi, everyone. Stancy here. This is Ro. My name is Chino. And this is Camus. If you're into anything and everything wrestling related, listen to our podcast, The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, available on Spotify and all major podcast platforms. Make sure to follow us on social media at Wrestling2XPod as well. Peace. Has there been a time, who has, has there been an MVP on the opposing team, the losing team? What Jerry West that has won Jerry, Jerry West Jerry, Jerry West. West he's the last one. Damn! Wow. But I think LeBron, LeBron should have been LeBron should have won it. <laughs> LeBron LeBron should have won it the first time the Cavs and the and the Dubs played. 2015. Definitely, man. The reason, Definitely. I think that was LeBron's best year. Yeah, that was his best <laughs> that, year. It was insane. That was crazy. 
Yeah, was that was crazy. I'm not a fan, but I would say, damn. He, he was that good. Was his he best. was phenomenal. He was good. He was in that final. That good. was sick. He was great. That, that was like an all-time great. performance in that finals. Nasty. That was nasty. He was basically one on five. Yeah, one on yeah. five. <laughs> Kyrie with Kyrie went down. He was one yeah. in five. Kind of how uh, Iverson. Jr. Smith was the second yeah. best player, right? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was it Jr. Was it Jr. the second best? Jr. Oh my gosh! Second best player that year. Had Della Vadova. Delhi, yeah. Delhi was pretty good. That actually, that. that yeah, Delhi actually. Yeah, but still far, still far. Yeah, still right? far. But, but he played well. But I do remember that that finals because I was covering that, um, and you know, going back and forth, San Francisco and and um, and Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland, it was impossible to get close to LeBron. Like, oh yeah. The, when during the media scrums, it was impossible. Mm. So I got stuck interviewing Delhi every single. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> No way. <laughs> it was always daily. I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't get to anybody else. But, so who are you picking heavier for MVP? For MVP? Yeah. Um, I think CP3 has an edge over Booker because Giroud will be on Booker most of the time. Yeah, that's true. Too. So he's a, he's a tougher defender. So I think Chris Paul might, might just have it to an MVP. Okay. I think they're going to put PJ on, uh, on Booker. That's true. DJ Tucker, yeah, him up and, a bit. Hell yeah, and then yeah, uh, put Drew on on CP3. Yeah, I would do that. You, you want to Jonathan can't keep up with either of those two. No, you want a bigger body. And and PJ Tucker is a he's a beast, man. He's he that guy. KD. He's that enforcer that we were talking about. That you need that one dude to just take the bullshit, you know, and just. Irritate the so, shit out of the best player, and and that's what he does. You know what I mean? Uh, and it just throws it threw KD off. It, it's just tiring. You know, if you're gonna go seven games with PJ Tucker on your in front of you the whole time, man. So, who who would you guys rather have on your team, PJ Tucker or Crowder? Right now, I'd say yeah. Crowder because PJ just scores like two points a game. Yeah, the guy's the best player though. But I, I I'm going with PJ Tucker because I can get that, um, I can get those threes probably from someone else, in in the roster right now, either through Connington, through uh, Drew. No, oh, but, but like just just in general. Oh, in just general, so you don't you're not in the Bucks, you know. With the okay, uh, I would obviously you always want to get a guy who who can get who can do, you know. I mean, if you compare the two, on paper, you want to get Crowder because he can play the somewhat and shoot the long long ball but honestly in a in a championship series mm. i'm taking talk i'm, ch- I'm taking pj Tucker. yeah championship i actually kind of i'm actually i'm actually kind of leaning towards tucker this is pj's first finals too so it's gonna yeah, be something i, I mean yo has been here before you <laughs> always as we always say you know offense wins games but defense wins championships and i'm always Gonna be with the defender. I'll always, I'll always take a defender for just, just your defend. Yeah, just your defensive. Uh, you know, it doesn't work all the time. Like the the '96 Sonics were a really good defensive team. 
really good. But, yeah, but that's Jordan. They were up against a 7210 <laughs> MJ. Really? But, I mean, Jordan. like, yo, if you saw the construction of the Sonics, they were like killing all the West teams. Yeah. Like, yeah, but Iba, Iba Jordan. But when Jordan was there, he just ate them up. They were like, come on. Crazy. I don't think with CP3, he's not MJ, but he's freaking crafty as fuck. Like, he does all yeah. these, you know, really tricky fouls, and that's you know what it was. That's why Kawhi was so important. Kawhi was so important because he, he yeah. can extend the defense. He can get that extra, you know, I mean, the length of him. Get you know, the the ten footer that he loves to to shoot CP three. Kawhi can actually guard that. You know, he can play off of whoever he's guarding, and then you know, and he's so he's so talented defensively. And that's what CP3 knew. He, he goes, there's a hole now. There's a big hole. Um, and as good as he is, not to take anything away from him, but, I mean, it's a different ballgame when Kawhi's in the game, man. It's totally different. Definitely, definitely. For sure. Totally different. You'll, you'll always think, is Kawhi going to block me? In the, in, especially in the final, in the semifinals or in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Kawhi really, you know what I mean? And that's why it was so crucial. Him being gone. I don't think yeah. I don't I, I really don't think that the Suns had a chance if Kawhi was there healthy. Uh and it's just it's 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 a it's it's as Gino said, this this year was meant for the Suns to to win that Western Conference. And who knows? You know, I mean you guys picked him. Um he might they might actually take it in uh six games, as you guys say. This is the best shot they'll ever get, really, as a franchise. Yeah. For real. For, I mean, you can argue for both of these teams. Actually, this is yeah. their best shot. Yeah, because next year. Because um, <laughs> the, the East is going to be completely different. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are going to get moved around, new coaches. A lot of things are going to happen in the East. So The, the Nets are going to be gonna healthy. Be, <laughs> the Nets are going to be healthy. That's what I was saying about Atlanta, too, um, yeah. that, that this run that Atlanta had yeah. – you know, who's to say that they're going to make it back? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it did kind of play out pretty well into their hands this year uh, when you're talking about matchups and things like that. But uh, kind of going back to what you were talking about, Gino, I would definitely choose PJ because he's, I, I feel like yeah. he's a gamer. Um, you know, not to say Jake Crowder's not a gamer too. He's definitely a gamer, but I think he's one that benefits more from the system, whereas PJ has shown that he's a gamer no matter where he's at. Yeah. You know, he's going to he's going to hold it down. Uh, he's going to he's going to be like that. So uh, I would definitely have to go with PJ for the team. Uh, yeah. it, I, I think these matchups are going to be a lot different than what the Suns previously saw, because uh, whenever they were switching, the, the uh, sorry, the Clippers were switching and you can see that they were just telling uh, Aiton to roll. Yeah. Because they had, you know, Terrence Mann on that back yeah. side. Yeah. They they had, you know, a lot of smaller guys, whereas that's not the case going up against the Bucks. Exactly. You know, uh, exactly. You, you got Middleton that's on that back side. You got Brooke Lopez on the back side. Um, you know, if Giannis is there, you got him on the back side. And so they're definitely a more equipped team defensively yeah. than uh, any other team that they've matched up against. So it's going to be interesting. Those lobs. They're gonna pick those lobs. They 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 pick off lobs yeah. all the time. And um, what more when Giannis comes back? 
I mean, he, if they Actually, that's why uh, Aiden, Aiden was feasting against the Clippers because Ibaka and um, Zubak were hurt. So. Zubak was hurt, and then you got Demarcus. I mean, I was, uh, uh, Demarcus Cousins, but he's not the same. Uh, well, Demarcus yeah, is, the, <laughs> you know, he's he's fifty fifty. You don't know when he's gonna blow up, you know. And, and like Beverly, I mean, it, it, you know, as much as I hate Beverly, you know, but since I was going for the Clippers. It's the first time in my life that I actually cheered for him, you know. And then, and then he, and then he has to ruin it by shoving CP3 in the back. I, you know, I mean, like a cheap shot. Yeah, you got you got a suspended one game for next season. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I, I hate I hate Pat Peb so much, but I would I wouldn't mind him on my team. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yes. He's like a Calvin Abueva type. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Calvin Abueva. All right, so um, now we just figured we found out that NCAA players can now make money. They can actually take endorsements all the time, right? And uh, this is because of obviously the G League, or right, the G League has made made a path for for high school students, even even um, as younger than high school, I believe. And now they Mm -hmm. have ways to earn and uh, extra income whether it's a uh, endorsements or um through other other means of, of accepting um any kind of monetary yeah uh, I, it's it's kind of bizarre that the, it took this long for the nca to happen for to, to allow this to happen right i mean yeah you look around the world let's use the philippines for an example yeah there are there are players in the philippines who earn more money when they were in their college team than they did in the PBA with endorsements with you know um, other other opportunities outside of just the basketball side like somebody like I don't know maybe this is a bad example but Jarek Teng the brother of Jaron Teng oh yeah when the two of them when the two of them were in the UAAP one was USD one was in LaSalle they were getting endorsement after endorsement after endorsement right they were getting everything that's right. When they make it to they make it to the PBA, Jaron is still there. He's playing fairly well for for his team for Alaska. Jarek's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's so you need that. I mean, that's that's just an example, but you need that just because you, you this could be the best time that some of these players can earn something, and you're taking it away from them because because of what? The boosters, like it does, it doesn't make any sense. Like it, I can't believe the NCAA. T- I mean, great that they finally allowed it, but it, it, man, talk about like decades late. I know. <laughs> and, and well, because they know how much of money. Yeah, they know exactly how much money that they're generating, that these yeah. players are generating, and they kind of kept that away from players for so long. Like they just kind of didn't disclose how much yeah. money. Yeah. The, the the players were generating because if they actually knew then everybody would be you know more inclined to say something about it so they just rather not say anything uh let it kind of sweep under the rug and and as long as they don't say anything then basically all the profits go to them and uh kind of going back to what you were saying you know like like yeah those players were getting a lot of money from endorsements and things like that but just imagine how much money they would make from all the jersey sales or t-shirt sales yeah. with yeah. their name on it period yeah. right I, I know for a fact that they didn't 
No, I didn't get paid anything, uh, you know, for for Ateneo using my name. Mm-hmm. And uh, that definitely would have been nice that for a college student, actually yeah. income like that, just for, yeah. for, for being able to play and represent, that's, you know, that's basically all we're asking for is fair compensation. Yeah. But uh, to most of these schools, a fair compensation is a scholarship, which, yeah. yeah, you could say that's fair. But then again, once you start generating income, now that's different, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like just being good enough to represent, that deserves a scholarship. But then being good enough to make your, uh, to, to have your stadium sell out every single game, that's a different story. Yeah. No, I, I see. I see what you're saying with that, Christian. I, I completely agree with you. But the thing also with a scholarship as being the compensation or the the fair trade, so to speak, for for uh, playing basketball for representing the school, students could get full ride scholarships for playing in a band, for having mm-hmm. good grades. Yeah. So it's I don't see it as it's I don't I, I don't I don't I never thought it was fair. Yeah. That that the only thing that the athletes would get is the free free education. Because they're, like Chris said, I mean, if you're selling a Fab Five Michigan jersey with a number five on it, some of that has to go to Jalen Rose yeah, or a number four on it. Some of that has to go to Chris Weber. I mean, it's only fair. Like I remember seeing that actually Gino in the, uh, the Fab Five documentary that came out yeah. on ESPN and how much they like they were in pop culture and they weren't getting a dime for anything Dude. that they were like... I was I was here in the Philippines when that happened. I wore black socks and with my black Air Max because of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the CB fours was it the CB fours? Yeah, they yeah, were wearing the, Barclays Bar- shoes. Yeah, yeah. Barclays, yeah. the one with a strap in the middle. Yeah, CB fours. Man, I, I don't think Chris was born yet. Uh, but there was a thing. <laughs> Chris was born. That was oh, ninety. Was, I, was, I was barely ninety three, ninety four. Five. Yeah. That was probably the last time I was better at basketball than Chris Newsom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably four years old. <laughs> I could still I could still beat Chris back then one and one. I didn't I didn't bloom until uh, late. <laughs> I was a I was a late bloomer, so you're probably better than me up until maybe high school. <laughs> <laughs> Lagi ka bang nag-OT tapos OTY? Meron ka bang mga salbahing boss at pabidang mga office mates? Nako, isa kang immortal. I'm Stanley Chi from The Underpaid Podcast. We talk about work-related topics na parang nagchichismisan lang sa pantry. It's a pro-employee podcast na relatable sa lahat ng nag-opisina, pumapasok man, petics, o work from home. Listen and subscribe to The Underpaid Podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Kita-kits, mga immortal. But, uh, but yeah, good on, the, good on them that they finally decided to do it. Finally. Yeah. yeah. yeah but what happens important. to all those players? I, I, you know, I, it's baffling how... Remember a lot of players were, were like Marcus Camby was, was uh, fined. Fab Five. The Fab Five were. Right? Yeah. For, for receiving uh, yeah. money and cars and housing and also the, those wild crazy parties like orgy parties yeah. i don't know chris if you were part of that in new mexico um but, no comment okay uh i know I, I was like damn man that's 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 crazy that's wild 
but yeah, uh, it's it's only going to help both uh, both parties though. You know, the players are going to be more inclined to yeah. actually go to school and stay in school and not just do one and done. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's really going to help uh, and motivate the the players even more as well as the institutions to be on top of their game. But, but I think so, the school, I, I think schools, Chris, also need to implement a financial literacy course for all these yeah. players, whether they make it or not professionally into the sport of basketball, whether or not they or need any, to any, any sport, any yeah. sport, yeah. not just any sport. Yeah. Any I mean, sport. I think that that's the whole reason why they're in school anyways. Yeah. yeah. But, supposed to but be I mean, these I mean, if you're earning more, like Gino said, like Jaron and, uh, and Jarek in, in college, and you think you're 17, 18, 19 years old and you're making millions already, man. Just imagine the money you're going to slap in, 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 in people's faces. You know what I mean? You're young. <laughs> if I had that money at 17, 18, 19 in, in the Philippines, man. Oh, man. You'd <laughs> be in the club. Like, uh, man, yeah. Man, I, making it rain. I was in the club, you know. The craziest water. thing. I was drinking bottled water because I couldn't afford a beer. You know what I mean? In in the bars at that time, you know, I, I you know, I mean, I probably once in a while, but not like these guys are gonna be like paper. It's well, like what paper. I was gonna say is, um, you know, the craziest thing is that this generation that's coming up is actually uh, the the generation that's gonna have the most financial literacy. Yeah, for sure. Than any generation because sure. of what they're learning online. Yeah. Um, they're you're you already got. 15, 16 year olds that are Bitcoin millionaires. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's 15, 16 before they even get this money. So I'm, I'm pretty confident that these, a majority of these kids that will get this money will be able to use it to kind of propel them to where they need to go. Um, I think the courses will help that as well. But then you also got to realize too, that um, this, this culture, of kids is also learning how to get money and they love to spend money. So that's also, that that's pretty ingrained in the culture. So as long as, like you said, the financial literacy is there, I don't really see a problem with it. I think it's, it's okay. It's, it's a good problem to have for a lot of these kids. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's funny because back in the nineties, I sound like an old guy saying that, but back in the nineties, you didn't really have that. Right. I mean, a lot of the kids who went from college to pro sports uh, back then and didn't last long in pro sports burnt all through that all through the their money whether it was in the NBA in the PBA or whatever other sport and league that they, they enter it was a very common story um, that we hear about like you know they didn't make it and all of a sudden they're doing odd jobs just to make me ends meet I mean somebody is like Remember all the stories from about like Latrell Sprewell, about Antoine Walker. These are all stars, all stars. Vin Baker, Baker, Vin Baker, working they, in a in a Starbucks. You know, so it's 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 crazy that the amount of how that happened. Uh, it was such a common story back in the '90s and '80s and and whatnot. But I, Chris, you're right. The kids today, the way they are so aware of everything whether it's about finance, social awareness, whatever. They, they, they are just, I think it's, I think that's more than ever, I think they're ready. 
to to go to the real world, uh, so to speak. So much so that's why college isn't looked at as as an important step anymore. Right. Whether it's whether it's about sports or life, like Elon Musk says it right. I mean, you don't need an MBA. I mean, you just need to have the right mindset. You just need to be a good worker. You just need to be able to work together with people, and you should be okay. He says he said that, and it's Elon Musk. Who, who I mean, it's for some for somebody like him to say something like that, and we see it like with with the with the G League and the the players that are jumping to the G League so that they can skip college. More than ever, and that they, we've seen people, young people now, more more ready to enter the real world, and that's why the NCAA it was crucial for them to do this move now because mm-hmm. I think we're gonna we're, there was gonna be a great exodus of great top tier talent from the NCAA going trying uh, their luck with the G League. Chris, do you think like since two of the top five picks for this year's draft are from the G League? That when the NCAA kind of like wow, imagine two two guys who aren't even in college, they're getting paid to play in the G League, are in the top five. Do you think it kind of like made them rethink about the whole? We got to start paying our players, or they're all gonna Man. like what Gino said, do a mass exodus and start wanting to play against pros and and show their worth. I think it was uh, inevitable. You know, I think it was going to happen regardless. Um, you know, I, and I think this talk really started coming up once they started, uh, once they came up with the one and done rule, basically, whenever uh, you stopped having kids come straight out of high school into the league, that's whenever this whole thing started. And then, you know, we've seen so many great players come from high school. And then all of a sudden you're wondering, well, it's like if they did it before, of course, there's going to be kids that play one year and come out ready because they were ready before that one year. It's just you mm-hmm. came up with this stupid rule, right? So I think it was inevitable. But then what the institutions were thinking is that, you know, do we want to keep these kids for one year or do we want to keep them for four years or yeah. five years, right? And and then build a legacy onto our program uh, with that attaches with these kids, similar to how Michael Jordan did with, uh, you know, North Carolina or like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the guys do with Duke, um, you know, their their NBA legacy is part of the school itself. Um, and the school capitalizes off of all of that. And so, yes, it, it was inevitable. And I think them seeing that, I think it was going to happen regardless of how this draft played out and who was in it. You know, what you're going to see is actually, it's going to be similar to to how it was before where, the ones that are league ready, they're going to be there. Uh, they're going to be able sure. to get into the league, whether it's G League or or whatever route. Um, and then the kids that really need to build up their their profile and uh, you know just get some hype and momentum, like your Steph Curry's, uh, your your low recruited players, even like some people like John Morant, right? Became a superstar, was not recruited at all, um, and even Dame Lillard. When you look at that. Yeah. Uh, when you yeah. look at guys, right, that, that came out of colleges, um, you know, those are the guys that need that that type of platform, you know, because not everyone's LeBron, not everyone's Kobe, not everyone's, you know, T-Mac. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be great because they also get to learn how to manage uh, being a pro before being a pro. 
which is important. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's really uh, important what you said there. Guys like Curry, uh, Dame, and so on and so forth. The stars of the day, if they didn't go through college, I don't think they would be where they are today because they built that they built their resume and their name because of uh, because of what they did in college. Now you also have players like an Emmanuel Moudier, a, a Lamelo Ball. Who after high school, they went overseas. Overseas, Brandon Jennings. Yeah. Right, Brandon Jennings, and then they went back, to, and then they got drafted into the NBA. So yeah. that's another route that pe- players were willing to take, just so that they could make money right away, mm-hmm. and then enter the NBA. Yeah, Mike James. Yeah. Right, Mike James. We didn't know him until this playoff, and he's like, he's money, man. Pat, Pat Beverly you, and, and P.J. Tucker were drafted in the yeah. NBA, but they didn't make the team and they played overseas. Yeah. Even um, Middleton. Middleton was drafted by the Pistons and then played D-League. Yeah. And then got picked up by the Bucks. So, well, I mean, going off of what you were saying, you know, it's, um, you know, the reason why they did it is obviously because the money, right? Yeah. And uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that these these basketball players are real people. Yep. You know, we, we have families. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, you know, people that we need to take care of. Some have got kids. And so, you know, if you're telling them to go to college and you're not really going to get anything from it and you just got to struggle or, or try to find a way, uh, that's a lot harder than saying, hey, I could just take my same skill and get paid how much money already? Yep. Yeah. It's like, okay, that makes <laughs> sense. I can buy my mom a new car. I can get myself a house. You know, I could start my real life, yeah. uh, you know, rather than, you know, living in a dorm and having to do what someone else tells me. And and they can actually, you know, already start saving, if anything, because we know sometimes, you know, injuries, or, or they, we can't foretell, you know. And by the time they get into the NBA, sometimes they have a bum knee or they have a, a condition that won't allow them to, to get drafted, as we saw in a few draft uh, picks where you know players had to withdraw because they could not play anymore because of a health uh you know deterrent to 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 themselves they're, they're, you know i mean it, it's life and death uh where that that there it ends it ends right there as soon as the doctors say okay you have uh irregular heartbeat you know so, you already started your career you're already gone you know, I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look for another alternative to start earning money, or, or you hopefully you have that degree. And uh, before we wrap up, Chris, what's going on with the PBA? So PBA, uh, we're actually I I was hearing that we are getting the okay to practice inside Metro Manila within the next week or so. Uh, so that's a good sign. And uh, looking to start the season mid to end of July. So um, all the players are fully vaccinated. And I think only vaccinated players can play this year. And so that's how they're going to do it as of now, just to get this season underway. And uh, also still looking to see if we'll be able to have vaccinated fans in attendance as well, which is another uh, thing that was thrown around in the last meeting. So um, nonetheless, we're getting closer to tip off and it looks like it's coming within the month. So stay tuned and uh, hope to see you guys. Are, are there players? Watching. Are there players that don't want to get vaccinated? A few? None that I've heard of. None that have been made public. I think those are things that have been kind of internal 
Okay. And uh, you, we would just have to wait until the official rosters get turned in to figure out who's there and who's not. Who are your new guys? Who are, who are the new guys in Morocco? We got uh, Alvin Passal. And then we have our draft pick from the year before, Mike Kenyette, who was drafted with Aaron but got left out of the rotation uh, for the bubble last year. But I would say we're pretty similar to the Suns, um, like how the <laughs> Suns are right now. They – uh they they had a good showing in the bubble we had a really good showing in the bubble yep. you know we yep. definitely exceeded expectations um and now we're using that to kind of carry over into the season and use that momentum and everything we learned from that you know this is actually the healthiest our roster has been in a long time so we got uh everyone's there so it's looking pretty good just gotta stay healthy and um hopefully we can get some tune-up games though yeah because it would be nice to to actually it's different, you know, playing against yeah. another team. They got a different game plan for you or, uh, you know, just a lot of different things that you have to deal with that you can't necessarily deal with, um, you know, just going up against your own team every day. What, where are the games going to be played? Is it Antipolo or is it going to be in different venues? Or So it'll be at two venues. I believe that they're getting approved and they're the two Inaris gems. One's yeah. Inaris uh, Antipolo and the other one is Inaris Pasig. So... Uh, I believe those are the two as of right now, which is nice. So it's not like we have to go uh, too far out of town or, you know, uh, or, or in a bubble even in a, to a place where we're not able to stay at our homes. So at least we'll yeah. be able to go home. Right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. That's the show. Uh, we ran out of time as usual. We always go overtime. But uh, next week, I guess we'll talk about the, the 2021 uh, Olympic team. And it's unfortunate that the Gilas... The, the, the finals will still be on next week. But yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's still going to be a finals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, I just wanted to touch up on the, on the roster, but uh, we can do that next, next, next week after. Fine, we'll do it at the end when the, the finals is done. <laughs> so we'll have some content. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, there you have it. Uh, that's another episode of the Fan Asia. Uh, don't forget, this is powered by podmetrics.co. Monetize your podcast anywhere in the world. Subscribe and share this podcast. Follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. It's at the Fanasia. Email us at thefanasia at gmail.com. My name is Tony Tony. Chris, how can they get in touch with you? At New Eleven New on Instagram, Twitter, and Chris Newsom on Facebook. Gino. J-I-N-N-O, R-U-F-I-N-N-O on all social media platforms. And Javier, how can the girls reach you? Cypher25 on Instagram and the Cypher underscore 25 on Twitter. Sororities. Sororities. Hey. (laughs) Slide a DM. Slide a DM. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.